Hey, everybody. Uh, the topic of the hour today was the Renga project pump by Dirty Robot. It was pumping pretty hard. Me and Kicks and then Nick all buy in at the beginning of the show. Project continues to pump. Uh, it's a fun discussion surrounding that. We also discuss the Zed Run uh, mystery box project. That's a side project, the newest edition from Zed Runs Founders. Uh, so that's interesting. And then today's show is sponsored by Metropolis World. So we learn about their metaverse-focused Web3 business. It's definitely a good time. Great way to finish the week. Hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, September 16th. This is the NFT Morning Show. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. each and every week, meaning this is the last show of the week, uh, so you know it's going to be an absolute jam. I'm P.O. here with my co-host, Nifty Nick, the owner of a crypto punk and a bored ape. Watch out, ladies and gentlemen. Signal, the author of the best best newsletter in the NFT space, the Nifty Daily Digest. You can subscribe to that at thenifty.com. And of course, the certified weather reporter of the NFT space, King Kicks, the CEO of crypto gaming company, Crypto Raiders, Easy Eats Bodega, the Solana celebrity, a rising star in the Solana world and the head of the Solana vertical at the Nifty. And of course, Spencer, going to have some great stuff to talk about with him soon. But look at that moon bird in the meantime kicks you unmuted let's go <laughs> i'm talking about uh and today's show is sponsored by metropolis world so you're going to want to retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow metropolis world on twitter for a chance to win the nfts that we're going to be giving away at the end of the show we're giving three away so you have multiple chances to win Really excited to dive into that project and to learn more about Metropolis World. Uh, so make sure that you retweet that uh, tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Metropolis World again for a chance to win. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about today. Today's going to be an absolute jam. Since King Kicks has all the energy right now, King Kick. Oh, oh Nick. Nick. Hold, hold on one sec. I just want to check. Can you hear the connection? Like, I'm just wondering because that's what Drake was just saying. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what my connection sounds like? <laughs> I don't know if that was Drake making that noise or maybe it was a party next door, the other artist on the song, Nick. Oh, who's okay. Well, I, you know, whoever it was, they were trying to describe the connection and that's what it sounded like. And if that's what it sounded like, I'm just, it's just like a weird thing. Would you ever call and be like, I don't know. That's the, can, can you hear me? <laughs> I, 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 I if I was know. cool if enough, you can hear me. I would. Well, one, one other comment before you pass it to kicks here. I got a DM or actually, no, we received a DM on the uh, Nifty Portal account from, from a listener who uh, sent us a, a shot of her son in the back of the car who, d who demands that she puts on our show um, every morning uh, on the car ride to daycare. And uh, he's four years old. <laughs> that, and, kid, that kid's going to make it. Can I? <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I buy an NFT from that kid? Well, I was like, wait, so he's hearing us, Kurt, like, now I got to be concerned about the words that I'm saying. And uh, she was like, well, Nick said a naughty word. Uh, giggle, giggle. Here's the thing. <laughs> kid, kid, kids learn what the bad words are. You just have to create a relationship so that they understand that, you know, you can't be slinging around 
bad words like that as a four-year-old in everyday society it doesn't look good on your parents you know so let's <laughs> let's keep that like at home when your toy breaks in half okay <laughs> well i wanted to say something but now i'm like concerned that there's a child listening on the other line look so now I, i'm uh, not gonna, gonna hold to back at my all. jokes yeah i'm not holding back at all if if i i feel like we should take a turn uh you know towards explicit content i'm gonna do it i hold myself back on the youtube because my mom watches all the youtube videos so i hold myself back there is that what's been going on Okay, see, I knew, I knew you were different, but that, that okay, now it sounds like... Yeah, Peel's really taking an edge off. It's noticeable for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a lot of us have been wondering that. We just weren't willing to address it, but we did observe, you know, watching the YouTube. We were like, it does seem like he has a little bit less of an edge. Like, what's going on there? And I'm glad that you've now brought that up. If we're like 40 minutes into the YouTube show, I just let it fly because there's no way she's watching that much. But we're, in the first, like, 10, 12 minutes, you're not going to see me, you know, being too explicit. Yeah. So that's why the beginning of the show is like, good evening. Uh, welcome to the uh, Nifty <laughs> Alpha. We're a very refined group of individuals who discuss uh, NFT collecting. There's nothing, um, you know, like th this is perfectly one of the most professional things. A lot of people say there's lawyers, there's doctors, and then there's NFT collectors. And that's what the bucket that we fall into. A lot of people, we got a PhD in that. And so... Uh, well, we're really excited to dive in today to discuss some of the market action that's been going on. Uh, Sir Hicks, how are you doing today? Doing absolutely fantastic. It's a great Friday. Had a great week. We got the show later today. There's there's money to be made in the NFT market. Um, some some really really cool things happening on ETH and Solana. Um, obviously, everyone, if you're on the ETH side, you're uh, watching Ranga and either feeling pain or happiness. But over on the Solana side, uh, Easy Eats got in this project, Wade F and F. It minted at 0.5. He got in at five. These things cooked all the way up uh, north of 30. Um, so there's action Dude. in the market. I only had 13 kicks. Wasn't that many. Wow. Easy Eats with a monster. Wow, that's that's a home run. Easy. How easy. did that one materialize? Easy bought a 10x off of people instantly. People were instantly listening for a 10x. And he's like, I'll take that one and I'll take that one and I'll take Some that. Some people were flooring them for sub three and they were moving so fast that I had to go over floor just to keep sweeping, like significantly over floor. Um, I mean, my thesis was that there was this project called Anybody's. And like I'm becoming more and more bullish on like real world events and merch and stuff like that, especially limited collaboration stuff. I think of like the artifact Murakamis that you were all highlighting, I think a couple weeks ago. And this project, anybody's has a pair of Nikes that you can actually redeem and already receive the physicals sitting at a 60 soul floor. And this Wade FNF pass launched and they are a Korean fashion and IP brand that already has a partnership with Nike. Uh, and a bunch of other ones like Ambush and some other big clothing brands. So, I mean, I love that that industry in itself. And seeing the anybody's FOMO, they pumped from like 8 all the way up to 30. And this being the price action it had with a, a little bit smaller supply and a really good unique holder count, I was like, okay, this seems like it's going to catch some, some legs behind it. I did paper them sub 20, which still it was like 130 sold day for me yesterday. But it was just the thesis that I was playing into was that these redeemables and burnable assets – are going to have more legs in the future. And it's people are getting more interested in that. Like we love all the digital assets, but there's this value to still getting something that you can touch and feel. And their partnerships were nothing to kind of bat an eye at. 
realistically, I'm still looking to re-enter those and actually hold one for an extended period of time. All their documentation was in Korean, and somebody actually translated it and sent it over to me on Twitter this morning, so that was a nice surprise to wake up to. But uh, yeah, it was just something that I completely missed the mint, realized the potential on it, and then just took a huge swing. Wow. Well, that is impressive, Easy. Uh, we know that you're one of the most technical traders on the Solana side, one of the most technical uh, traders you know, at the Nifty, uh, but that is an absolute slam dunk home run. Uh, I wish that I had uh, any kind of clue what, what's going on on Solana. It's just so hard for me to, to be able to maneuver. Uh, Signal, you had raised your hand during that. Was there something you wanted to add? Yeah, it was about your the your mama's meta. Um, you always quote your mum on YouTube as basically knowing a ton about art, always quoting like the painting that you have in the original and 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 Basquiat, etc. I think that you should get her node mode and ask her like, given what MoMA is going for, given the influence of what's happening in the art market, what would you bet on as something that the traditional market would adopt? Uh, looking at, you know, Grant Yoon, looking at Snowfro, because she has knowledge that the market needs to know. So I think we should bring your I mean, mama Meta's uh, high-end knowledge to the YouTube show. It should just be Tuesday's Nikki. interview should be P.O. interviewing his mom. I won't even be on it. Well, I just want to see this go down. Uh, and this is something that would be valuable because then the audience would actually have a deep understanding of, you know, uh, where where's P.O. comes from, and that'll give some insight into uh, understanding, you know, the host of, uh, of this morning show. Um, in terms of uh, outside, it, so I'm in agreement. I don't even know that it should be on node mode, though. That's, that's my only distinction, but she should definitely be on the show, um, <laughs> maybe even a regular for that matter. Uh, <laughs> the other thing I was going to say is like, yo, what the heck is up with Renga, man? This is complete nonsense. We didn't buy it. The, the, Should we the, buy right the, now? The, just... the black box is 2.24 ETH. Well, Nick, if I, 1.25. if I remember correctly on the Friday call, you said this looks dumb as hell, I think. It, it was, <laughs> I'm summarizing a little bit. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's a, probably a good synopsis. I was just basically fudding the art. Which but they again, look a lot. They look a lot better at one ETH, don't they? And now, uh, now they're frameable. Here's what I figured. <laughs> now, uh, Nick, here's what I figured out. Very uh, big thing about uh, Renga, which I just didn't fully appreciate until this morning, and it's the fact that like the floor, like the floor ones on them are really not that cool. I mean, like it fits into the art style of the overall arching project, but they're not like they don't get you that exciting. Or excited, but like the mids and the rares are like really good. But specifically, the mids are really good on this project, and that's I feel like not too common this year. Like it's it, it's either like people just buying off the floor, they're buying like really like rare ones, right? There's really rare ones in this as well, but like lots of people like the mids, and so that's why you see so much buying above the floor. And I think that's why if a lot of people just open the project on OpenSea, right? And it auto sorts price low to high and they're just looking at the lower ones. They're like, ah, like this isn't that cool, right? But if you kind of go deeper into the collection, there's some really cool ones. I actually just uh, bought one. <laughs> what? All right, I'm well, buying one too, but let's go. You're buying a Renga? Yeah, I mean- if Well, I already, ha I already have some. Yeah, I just bought another one just because um, I have all floors and this one's cool. What okay. the heck? I'm buying one now. So look, so I, the, the, here's why I'm buying it. I'm buying it because <laughs> I'm um, FOMOing in. No, no. Here's why I'm buying it. I'm buying it because it is basically, I think, the profile picture from 10KTF 
Um, that's, I think, the way it's being perceived. And I think a lot of people are very interested in 10KTF and we knew and blah, blah, blah. They're just waiting for Nick to FOMO in. He'll probably FOMO in. But basically, like, uh, I don't like I don't buy into the art thesis because you see great art all the time in the NFT space. Like it, it doesn't really like to me, art doesn't, you know, warrant a 20 million dollar market cap for a collection that has 10,000 unique uh, assets in it. Right. Just because like. How, how could that possibly sustain? Like if all of a sudden there's a terrible, terrible recession, people aren't going to be like, yeah, well, the digital art that I have on this thing is really good. But I think that the backbone of WeNu, uh, you know, the, the 10KTF organization is what's supporting this. And my thing is that um, if this thing's going to keep pumping, I'd rather just buy the top now than have it run to three and just have egg on my face for fading it over and over again. I don't know. Um, yeah. But the one additional thing I think that's interesting about this, how many PFPs have managed, and we had discussed this before, for our own PFP, I was like, I don't want humans because I can't see myself. And like, if I post this, um, unless it's a human that l tangentially human? looks like you, but uh, historically I've just been like, yo, don't you're, do... You're a human right now. Look at your fucking profile pic, dude. <laughs> okay, I it's... But Nick, this is actually this is what we talked about when we talked about our profile picture project. I talked about the um, the fact that it it all depends on the artist. And what you're seeing right now is you're just seeing an established artist, dirty robot, do his art style in the NFT space. Like he's doing a human version of his art style. This all comes from the artist. They, they didn't need like you know. Uh, they didn't need to run tests with audience members and all oh, this works, that works. He just said, this is my art style. I'm going to make it just like Burnt Toast did with Doodles, just like, you know, insert artist name here with their project. Uh, that's just what you're seeing here. So it didn't matter if this was humans. didn't matter if he decided he was going to do raccoons. It's his art style, and that's what he created. All no, right. Nothing? Well, sorry. No, I, I saw that... Um... I muted myself because most legendary Eric, video of all time. Eric posted a meme in the Discord, and it's hilarious of oh, me of, of me fomoing in <laughs> to something by running through a wall while you two are chilling in the room. It is um, pretty funny, huh? Your your head moves. Who made that meme? I have no idea. That that one's pretty pretty damn good. But <laughs> wow. Uh, so I don't know. The human one still. It, it, Kicks like a crypto punk has a human aspect to it, but it's hard. It's it's a little more derived. This one. Okay, like there's another project. It rhymes with Dookie. Yeah, no, I understand. Azuki uh, <laughs> is, is one that sticks out. That that's the other one that's made it work. I don't. It's just a personal thing. Whatever. I mean, okay. to, to each their own. Um, I think it's interesting. Uh, r regardless. So you bought one of these, P.O.? Yeah, I just bought one. So now I'm going to sell that thing that I bought uh, two days ago. Uh, Signal, you have your, your hand raised. What's going on? Am I the only one who raises my hand anymore? Just just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one's raising their hands. I'm going to stop Hey, so I have something to say here real quick. Yeah, uh, hey, punk, punk, <laughs> punk, you're not cutting the line. Get the fuck back to the back of the line. Okay. <laughs> Ayo! I'm sick and tired of these punks thinking they can go to the line. There's a queue. I'm British. P.O., no way in hell is Renga, the 10KTF of, um, sorry, Renga PFP, 
the PFP for 10 KTF. No way. I like Renga. I think the art is great. Dirty Robot is amazing. I love the black boxes and and all the and the burn mechanic around there. But 10 KTF are gonna like they they could have done Pudgy Penguin, Zero Zero and One, the Gucci Grails, Moonbirds, like there's so many PFPs to choose from. Renga is not it. There is a partnership between Wienu, but I think if 10KTF do decide to go down the PFP, it will be customized and in line with the law that we have seen since September. All these videos coming out, all this storytelling. So I'm down for Renga, but I'm not down for the thesis that uh, it's uh, uh, 10KTF's PFP. It just doesn't make sense in the macro of everything they've done. Yeah, never say that again, P, okay? <laughs> yeah, whatever. I, either way, I'm uh, looking at my wallet now, and this thing sitting in my wallet looks pretty good. So, oh, I'm maybe. Like, <laughs> I like the kicks. The one you got, that's I don't have a really good one. in my wallet. This is pissing me off, man. Stop. Do you want me to send ranking. you some? <laughs> <laughs> this is what yeah. kicks did when I wanted a moon. Yeah, bird. can you send <laughs> me an ETH? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> send me your address. <laughs> NFTNick.eth. <laughs> Perfect. See, ETH are great. ETH are great, dude. Another bull case for Dot ETH. This will be the first time that anybody used that to send me money. Like, what, do you know how many times I get a DM? Well, it's not that often, but they're like, "What's your, uh, what's your, um, what's your wallet address?" And I'm like, like when they DM you, and it's literally your username. I've been wondering, what's the point of having Dot ETH in my username at this point in time? The, the fact that I'm holding on to a currency that's just capitulating. Like, can the devs do something about this? Like, I'm just trying to figure out that, you know, the devs managed to merge this, but like, what's going on? Are they doing over anything there? Like, can the price pump? My God, like this project, ETH, you know, is just a complete disaster. Nick, I thought you were going to tell him to send it to 247388.eth because the number.eths are way more valuable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah, remember. Totally messed that up. Like NFT Nick. Like if I can't spell, I'm just not going to make it in life. All right, I'm fast gassing you and ETH right now. <laughs> oh, shit. Hopefully it works. If this doesn't work, this is the bear case for a. Uh, for, for you went to the website and you you checked the box to accept uh, ETH transactions, right? What? Um, <laughs> oh, you sent me a DM. You sent me a DM. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going through right now. Okay. Yeah, well, next time you send send something to 2473118.eth. That's my six, ENS six, domain. Nine, it's, four, it's, seven. It's, yeah, it's worth a lot of money. It, it makes sense, right? Um, okay, <laughs> so Rangus floor is at 1.3 now, Nick. So it's basically just reaching escape velocity. You're not by the time the ETH hits your wallet, you won't be able to. It's in my it. wallet, okay? It's it's in your wallet. But now you're gonna like meander. Dude. You're gonna try to find one you really really like that speaks to you. Go ahead, kicks. Send in send in ETH is actually like cheap. Like you gotta think. I just instantly wired Nick. $1,400 and it cost me 37 cents because I wanted to instantly go to him instead of go to him in 30 seconds. That's pretty good technology. Oh, I mean, dude, like uh, we've talked about this before. I mean, we don't have to get into the theories like anybody that doesn't understand that blockchain technology is way better just needs to send one wire versus one Ethereum transaction or one you know, Bitcoin transaction, whatever. Uh, it's unbelievable. And then you have proof of it forever. I, ha I had sent a wire like a month ago. You guys might remember me talking about it. And basically, like I sent 10K and then I was like, actually, I need 5K back. And it like 
like it got lost. I was like on the phone with Charles Schwab being like, where is it? They're like, we can't find it. I was like, what do you mean you can't find it? It was a wire sent to your financial institution. I have the number of the wire here. What are you digging it out of like a, a bin in the attic? Like, what do you mean you can't find it? Literally, you want to hear you want to hear Web One transactions. I literally went to the bank. I got a check printed out. I handed it to my wife. She had to buy something. Uh, she like filled it all out, and I had her sign it. And these guys, they are like, "Oh my God!" There's credit card or there's you know check fraud. This is the signatures off. They're like blowing up my phone and stuff like that, and they end up canceling the check. I'm like, what you know? What the heck is going on? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I literally got the check from you and I handed it to this person, and you're like, you know, throwing up red flags. I, you know, I wish that this place accepted ETH. I could have just fast cast it to him. Well, it would have been easy. Go ahead, Nick. Oh, oh sorry. So I thought that was Nick. Go ahead, Spencer. I was gonna say this also happened to me recently too, where I was so used to Web three. I the other day I wrote a check to myself from like a business account for like 10 grand and i totally forgot that you just like can't do that it's like he like you can but they were like oh yeah like the check's too big like it's gonna pen for like six days and i was like oh okay like we'll, give, we'll give you like fifteen hundred dollars of it spencer though for like but yeah. the rest we got to hold for like four and a half days but then i was like okay give me the check back i can't and they're like oh like we can't do that like it's already in the system and like so you just like have my money for five days and i was like man Every time I interact with legacy institutions, I'm like, oh, right. This is why we need crypto. It's it's definitely gnarly. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, now, as Nick, I'm sure because Nick's been quiet here for a minute, he's just casually looking for his perfect little Ranga. He's like, I need to get a good one. I can't just get one off the floor. Okay, I need well, to, get to be clear, there's a pending transaction right now, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see whether or not, and then I can actually gloat about why why i picked this one <laughs> i got it the perfect one there, there see and and now he talks about why he got it this it's, is the same cycle with nick that <laughs> happened with the punk it's the, the go hit i want the full nick experience hit me with it why this one nick why is this the special ranga that was such a great because buy? it's one of the 300 most rare and it was basically at floor price whoa oh ladies wait a minute oh my oh my god ladies and gentlemen what an expert kicks <laughs> what, what did you use like nft snipe or something give Wait, us the hold on hold on one sec uh that may be complete bullshit <laughs> yeah well, look at that well, well, too good to be true maybe literally maybe. i went to a rarity site and i just checked two of them and they both have the same wait no 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 one's 296 no they're both have the same rarity so this doesn't make sense at all mm, you got all right, a ranga well, buddy i thought i fucked it up but whatever i have a ranga and i paid slightly above floor so uh Maybe I got screwed by this stupid rarity site that I'm using. Hey, quick tip. Never use LuckyTrader.com. I've never heard of that in my life. <laughs> you like Google that? He Googled best NFT rarity Best no, NFT. No. AdSense one. Dude, I looked up Ranga Rarity was what I was what I looked at. What? I go Okay, geez. Okay, well, I got a lot of FUD going on here. How do you look up rarity? You go to like NFT Sniper. Or something. Well, rarities. Yeah. You download the Chrome extension, and okay. It works so my ranking is not as rare as I thought. It's forty-two sixty-three. Anyways, whatever. The the usually I would go to Rarity Tools. Okay, that's where I would go, but they don't have it on there. So now I'm basically googling Ranga Rarity. Everyone has an answer for this. Everyone's throwing shade. I'm just I just saved someone some money by not using that Lucky Trader bullshit site. Well. Yeah, I just bought above floor. So here we are. 
I bought it at 1.4. Okay. <laughs> no, actually 1.45. My God. Okay. Kick, so I paid kick, 0.1 ETH premium. Kix is in the Discord saying that you just Googled Ranga Rarity. <laughs> That's what I did. I Googled Ranga Rarity. I don't understand. What's that? What? Like, is, is there something wrong with that? Uh, it's just funny stuff. Um, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, reminder that today's episode, today's show is sponsored by Metropolis World. Retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Metropolis World because we're giving away three Metropolis World passport NFTs on the show this morning. You're not going to want to miss this one. It's definitely going to be a lot of fun hearing about the project later in the show. Make sure you retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Metropolis World for a chance to win. You got to be in the audience at the end of the show for a chance to win. It's going to be fun. Uh, Signal. One one last comment. You know what's a good indicator here? If I just FUD the hell out of the art, there's a good chance that project's going to pump. So just remember that moving forward. This has been a consistent thing. I get angry about the art, and here we are. You get angry about the art, and I was actually mistaken. Obviously, Signal wrote the weather report, as she always does, uh, and does a phenomenal job. But today is Kix's day, and we got him all fired up. He's, he's warmed up. The engine is revved up for this re- weather report. Kix, please take it away. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy Friday, everyone. We're halfway through September. It's the 16th. Looking at the volume charts, OpenSea volume down at 9.8 million. It's the first sub 10 million volume day since July 24, 2021. Why would you buy a Ranga today? There's no volume going on. Just kidding. I bought one too. Um, the, uh, the volume was low and uh, no joke, Ranga was three out of 10 of the top projects. Uh, d- different Ranga like uh, bets. Um, but the aggregate market volume between OpenSea looks rare. X2, Y2 uh, was 10.8 uh, million. Uh, of course, we had ETH drop. Um, you know, that probably had something to do with it. And then looking over at Magic Eden, another $4 million day. So uh, it's pretty significant that we're seeing uh, Solana continue to to post volumes like 30 to 40% of OpenSea. Uh, you look back a couple months ago, uh, a, a good day for them was like 10% of OpenSea's volume. So uh, can't really ignore that. When we look over to the leaders in the market, in terms of their floor prices, we're seeing apes at 73. We're seeing mutants at 12.6. We're seeing punks at 63. Moonbirds, a little bit of a rally from the mid nines uh, up to just below 10. ETH, uh, Doodles holding at 7.5. We got Clone X at 5.6. Over the past 24 hours, some interesting uh, news events. Uh, Ranga is leading the OpenSea ranks. Uh, collection has momentum uh, despite <coughs> some drama between the X developer and the team, apparently. The developer has been posting in the Doodles chat about Art of Seasons being hosted on the dev server which he is paying for, but has left the team. So he turned off the server, which serves the metadata. That just sounds like a pretty bitter person. Market is ignoring the drama. Um, The Ranga collection pumping from 0.6 all the way up to 1.3 plus ETH right now. Um, 
and then of course uh it, that's number one in the uh in the trending open sea rankings number four is the rank of black box for those that don't know that is like the unrevealed the easiest way to compare that is if you know clone x it's the clone x vials so there's a premium on those because there could be some rares in there that floor is at 2.25 and then the art of the seasons, which was like the original Ranga uh, dirty robot project, has seen a big uptick in volume. That is number six. That floor is at zero point three three. That is up from a floor of like zero point ten uh, about a week ago. So a three x there. So seeing some people speculating on the entire uh, Ranga ecosystem. The pseudo-anonymous NFT collector Max Stealth, uh, who also owns a bunch of Rangas, I was seeing him in the, the holders lately, auctioned off 26 of the most iconic NFT works in the first single-owner NFT sale at Sotheby's. Uh, collection included X-Copy, Pack, Beeple, and some other prominent artists. The one-of-one from X-Copy, called Departed, sold for $500,000. Fortnite's creator, Epic, uh, yeah, Fortnite's creator, Epic, uh, their game store launched their first NFT game, uh, Blanco's Block Party. Uh, that game has over a million players and is available on the Epic Games Marketplace. Uh, the collection, which has been out since early last year, uh, pumped over 2x before pulling back hard to 0.03. Uh, I think some people in uh, the Nifty Portal Discord got on that very early, thanks to Ben Jammin bringing that to people's attention. Uh, great trade there uh, if you got in early yesterday. Uh, looking over at the crypto markets, we got uh, Bitcoin uh, struggling to hold on to 20K just below that. We got ETH um, in the mid-1400s. We have Solana. Uh, in the 32 range, uh, you know, crypto taking a little bit of a uh, pullback uh, post the merge. It was definitely a buy the rumor, sell the news event. Um, it's also been compounded by some recent uh, CPI news. Inflation's high. And now uh, there's some comments from the SEC saying that they have uh, their eyes on uh, proof of stake uh, cryptocurrencies. Uh, so that could be contributing uh, to the you know price action as well. And then, of course, you know, want to give a little love uh, to uh, the Solana projects that are making some waves. Uh, so once again, Wade, F and F, uh, great uh, trade right there from five soul uh, all the way up to thirty-two soul. That is number three in all NFT projects in terms of volume. And Ute, despite uh, not much news, is still holding steady at one forty-one soul. Uh, that's it for your weather report. Back to you in the studio. Fantastic weather report. As usual, kicks and signal. Just some other updates from the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the newsletter that's written by Signal five, uh, five days a week. You can subscribe at thenifty.com. Uh, Ethereum's upgrade to proof of stake may have placed the cryptocurrency back in the crosshairs of the SEC. Chairman Gary Gensler reportedly said cryptocurrency that allow holders to stake could be a security. Uh, this guy is hilarious because he said Bitcoin was a commodity. Then he said Ethereum might be a commodity. And now he's just like, yeah, if it's proof of stake, though, it's a security. 
Uh, I like this guy. I think this guy's pretty funny. Uh, and then one other story that Kicks kind of touched on is Magic Eden is aggressively moving into Ethereum territory after proposing a marketplace for apes by apes built by Magic Eden. Magic Eden's vision is to build the ApeCoin DAO marketplace, the home for ape holders to buy and sell ApeCoin DAO NFTs, including but not limited to Board Ape Yacht Club, Mutant Ape Yacht Club, Board Ape Kennel Club, and a 0.7 7.5% uh, transaction fee and no cost to the DAO. So continued aggressive maneuvers by Magic Eden trying to cannibalize uh, more of the NFT market. They seem to be doing a whole lot. And this comes after OpenSea basically sent out a random ass email to everybody yesterday where everyone was like, uh, what's this email? And then they tweeted out like, hey, we weren't done writing that email yet. Sorry about that. Uh, so that was an interesting move by OpenSea. Nifty Nick has his hand raised. What's going on, amigo? Man, this uh, Gary Gensler stuff, it's like first... You know, the, the, the devs merge to proof of stake. The price goes down. Then Gary Gensler comes in here and says this nonsense. The price goes down. We, clearly, the team over at Ethereum doesn't know what they're doing. The, the, the goal here is for price to go up, and, and they're just not doing a but, good job but, with that. But you know what makes zero sense is that in America, it's the absolute lack of a cohesive crypto policy from the government so that we can have a thriving ecosystem because you have the executive, uh, one part of the executive branch, the White House, saying that they don't like proof of work because of the energy consumption. And they may be considering legislation, uh, proposing legislation to ban it. And then on the flip side of the equation, you have the SEC saying that they think proof of stake is an issue, right? And so it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I get the point about the fact that you put in uh, the money and you earn yield from it, but that's the same thing. You're earning yield one way or another. So, it, so it, it's not clear. One is more requires more effort. So you're like putting in effort to get paid more like income. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's not clear making this distinction. It's like they're in the wrong area of having concerns of like proof of stake versus proof of work instead they should just figure out like you're saying a more cohesive uh cohesive policy i'm guessing you know in the next like a uh, couple of years there will eventually be one um and, and frankly this is one where unfortunately uh there's a small number of people who are going to have a strong feeling one way or another it's those that are in the crypto space so it, it impacts uh, what, broadly speaking, is a small industry. And so the average uh, voter doesn't really give a shit. Uh, and so that's going to um, make it so that they could actually probably create policy around this. Inevitably, the real question that's been floating around is who's responsible for defining that policy? Is it like, um, do we need legislation or does the SEC... Or like who ends up uh, creating that pro uh, uh, that policy? I think there was another thing that came out, and then they say, "Well, the CFP, whatever you call it, consumer." CFTC. Yeah, um, it's the Futures Commission. Okay, so that was that's one. So wh whichever uh, one of these agencies is responsible for it, or legislation, or whatever it is, frankly, they. I mean, 
it, it's I I don't know if that news is the is the sole driver of the sell-off. I'd read something where basically you had a bunch of people with ETH that had been accumulating that were going to dump it on the market. And um uh yeah, so I, I I saw some commentary around that. So this may this initial dump may just be a result of that. What also happened was if you look at um BTC versus ETH, uh that's come down substantially, the ETH or ETH BTC. It's come down substantially off of its peak, um, it, and and it was at like 0.08. It's down to 0.07. Um, it was as high as um, uh, 0.09 uh, or close to it, 0.085 at some point. So that's just been coming down. So like a lot of people are saying, well, ETH is going to lead the way. It's actually we're now seeing uh, Bitcoin a little more uh, stable. Anyways, the yeah, that that was my uh, take on this. Freaking Gary Gensler and all these other people. Um, it's a bunch of nonsense, man. The, yeah, like, I mean, they're completely upside down. Uh, I don't. We don't have to talk about it. It's just not even worth talking about. We'll see how the whole thing plays out. I think it's actually going to become a big part of like, like politicians are going to basically like run on Bitcoin or run on crypto, and that might be a really good way to win over the masses. And you, you're probably going to see it infiltrate. Maybe not next election, but the one after. I mean, a lot's about to happen in the next like eight years. Uh, also, wanted to give a note. I just since I'm in the mood of buying NFTs, apparently since I just bought that Renga, I just copped a floor rug radio genesis nft that had squiggles on it at point 22 it just felt right uh so ladies and gentlemen uh we're giving away three metropolis world passports courtesy of today's sponsor metropolis world reminder to retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow metropolis world we're going to give them away at the end of the show so stick around uh over to jesse who has his hand raised what's going on amigo yeah i just want to say how much i love you guys man it's been a really hard year. My third cousin twice removed. I no. I try. I tried the rebrand to oversharing feelings guy yesterday, but I was told uh, it made Nick uncomfortable. So, so I'm back. Well, here. now you're making, now you're on stage acting jokes. rather than just uh, providing your normal commentary. So when you sw- it's it's difficult when you switch from uh, role playing or from a normal human being into role playing. You know, it's always uh, oh, always I shocks people. Now I'm be consistently just my asshole self if that if that makes you more comfortable. But Nick, I, I it is it is I understand. I used to be like you and not be in touch with my feelings. So yeah, you gotta be careful because I, I once cried at terms of endearment with my mom and then it's all over from there. Now every sad movie and wedding it's freaking waterworks and it's a nightmare. So it's a one way street. You can't go back. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I cry from movies constantly. Was there anything else you wanted to add, uh, Jesse? Thanks uh, for that NFT insight. I'm, I'm going, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I think I'm going to sell my Renga now, and then maybe now mystery balls are dumping, and I think probably these are, you know, I might try to snag one or two of these and hopefully uh, overthink it and then just regret selling the Renga. But it's, you know, I bought it in a .145, so this would be a one ETH profit. Nice. Very nice. You bought a Renga at .1? What do Great you trade, point- Jesse. Well, thank you, McKay, because I, I literally just copy traded you. You put it, you, you <laughs> bought three, and then I bought two about four minutes later. So I sold one. I had one listed before the stupid merge. I was selling NFTs because I just wanted to put as much into USDT. And then so I, that one I only sold for 0.6. I didn't really uh, make much of a profit. But yeah, this will be nice. Dude, nice. great trades. Good job, man. So we got Cryptopolis on stage, valued member of uh, the Nifty Discord. He is the free mint, uh, the free mint king. 
and uh, he always has free mints, and I think he might have a free mint. So for those that think that you know 1.3, 1.4 Ethereum for a Ranga or 0.6 Ethereum for a mystery box is too much, uh, I mean, you can buy Lana Del Taco, which was a free mint, at point something right now, 0.05, but Cryptopolis has a free mint for you, I'm sure. We'll just have to confirm that it's safe, but go ahead, uh, Cryptopolis, take it away. Hey, guys, thanks for having me again. Yeah, uh, there is a free mint. Uh, it's it's kind of a high supply right now. It's uh, it's, it's about 25,000. Um, 12,000 are minted. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting mechanic. I think Kix would like the website. You know, he's all about the websites. It's a very high effort website. It was Big a website paid guy. Mint, didn't do well. They, they didn't, they didn't, they switched it to free. Um, it's called the Novatar. Like, uh, yeah, just the Novatar. If you go to my Twitter, you can see, I, I tweeted about it, uh, eight hours ago. And what's interesting is you, you free mint, you can free mint five and the gas is, is really cheap. But you get a baby, okay? And so you have this baby, and then you can pay. I know it sounds stupid, but it's free. And, and you can pay point one to grow the baby into an adult, and you could decide, like, what age it is. Um, I think the art looks cool. It's, there's no, really no roadmap other than that it's a PFP. Um, I, I'm not suggesting people mint this, but I minted five if you, if you want to you know, check it out. Um, I think it's worth checking out. Uh, and yeah, that, that's the free mint of the day. Um, I also had another question. Uh, you know, if, if we talk about crypto punks, let me ask you this. If you guys, if, if they were able to develop the IP in a decentralized way, do you think that is something that would have been possible <laughs> or is possible? <laughs> Who knows? I love how your your uh, free men is. You get a baby. I wasn't expecting to hear that. You you get a baby. <laughs> Can I interest you in an obligation? <laughs> not, not, and try and charge you for it. You get a baby. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard from Cryptopolis. Wasn't expecting the Freeman to be a literal baby. Uh, best of luck with that. I hope you're a responsible individual if you're going to move forward with the baby. But what about the second part? He was talking about punks getting utility or, or, or developing it out? No, no. My, my question was, okay, if, if you went back in time, right, the whole issue with CryptoPunks was they didn't do anything with it. So yeah. do you guys What's think that an issue? the panel, everybody... Well, that was the, a lot that was of the people issue were, with were upset. No, I don't think I don't anyone think was so upset about. Oh. Well, well, my question, my question is, if if they could have developed it in a decentralized way, do you think that's something that's possible, like with no. other projects moving forward? No, okay. De decentralized developing any anything it feels like a bunch of bullshit to me uh, personally. Isn't that what Ethereum did? Uh, okay. You're talking about developing technology and actually. No, no, I'm talking about uh, developing an NFT brand. Yeah. You know, so going from it, just art yeah. to something more than that. So I'm the distinction, kicks. yeah, the distinction is when you talk about like, you know, things like Ethereum or Bitcoin, those are like open networks, open monetary oh, networks and technology platforms versus open a source software. So yeah. open source software where you have a foundation which is actually kind of leading things yes it's decentralized but it's still which is how open source software operates but the distinction is the same thing goes with uh, 
I always use Ruby on Rails as an example only because I don't have a more recent framework, um, which, which actually uh, like does a better job at this. But you basically had someone who created the thing and it's open source, but that one is sort of like, a, I'd say a quote, benevolent dictator who's running things, um, but it's still open source. So you can access all the code. In the case of Ethereum, yeah, you're correct. It's decentralized. But there's still obviously people that have outsized influence over it. Like Vitalik writing essays about the way things can, should be, it still has a major influence. Yes, people get to vote on it, but they've like structured an organization or a foundation around it um, to kind of push those things forward. And there's members of that the same way that like a nonprofit organization operates. My issue is like taking a nascent project and using decentralization to try and build it, it, it just doesn't work. Like there was a group of engineers sitting in a room building Ethereum. Um, whereas, I mean, I, I guess there were two people here. I don't know. I'm just not bullish on it from an organizational standpoint for developing IP or doing anything else because who's in control of it at that point? Like what if some faction of your group is like, we're going to go, uh, you know, brand th this, uh, this project and we're going to go cut a deal with uh, an agency, A, they're not going to be able to cut that because the agency is going to be like, well, do you guys control this? Like who actually controls this? Well, no, no, no. You know, we're in this discord and a bunch of people voted on it. And so that's how this went down. I don't know. It just doesn't, I'm not bullish on that when something's like at its nascent stage. Yeah. And Jesse's uh, out here selling Ranga. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I agree with Nick. It's just the difference between like an open network versus a startup business. Uh, a startup business, someone's got to be in control of the thing. So we're going to let some other new speakers on stage. We have a couple new speakers that I don't believe we've had on before. We got NFY, non-fungible Yash, says that you are a med school student by day uh, and you are a mod by night. So it sounds like you're pretty active in, in the NFT space. And it says that you're a spaces host. We love people uh, coming on the show that have Twitter spaces and podcasting experience. What is on your mind, NFY? GM, GM, guys. First of all, thank you, bro, for inviting me and uh, giving me this opportunity to speak. I just have a quick question for you guys. I just got a message right now, and it just says, that if you have one Ethereum before the merge, you get two Ethereum airdrop. Is that true, bro? So you got no. a scammer DMing you. Is that is <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> classic. Whoa. Hey, hit the, <laughs> the last last button on that one. That yeah. was phenomenal. <laughs> oh my god, how can you even believe this? <laughs> he's like he's like, how could you even believe it, you dumbass? <laughs> Can you believe someone fell for that shit? Wow. You're well, you guys must if you get scammed. <laughs> you guys must be really dumb. <laughs> that you that you even care to answer that this would be a scam, right? <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, what a loser if you fell for that one. Holy cow. Wow. Well, we've got a, a, a goddamn stand-up comic on the stage, NFY. I'm surprised that you're a med student and not just a professional Dave Chappelle-level comedian. Uh, I'm curious what the next thing that is on your mind would be, NFY. 
so i just uh, i just uh, i mean i tried to start an education series which i am very much uh, you know very much excited to see that you guys are doing a great job i tried to start my own series nfts with nf5 which i was not really successful to do i started it way back i think 8 9 months back when like space was just getting started but i mean i just see you guys doing this every day and i think you guys are more successful so i mean i just wanted to show my love to you guys i tried my best to do what you guys are trying to do but of course i was not uh, very much successful doing it but you know bro i mean we are here to you know uh, accomplish the same mission right trying to educate the masses and making sure web3 is accessible to all and yeah bro just love for you love for you guys Well, thank you for the kind words. It almost sounds like you're saying that you tried to do what we did. You were unsuccessful, but now you don't have to do it anymore so he, because yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, because there's no that dude. That's they say every winner, you know, knows when to quit early on, and uh, that's you know, it sounds like you did it. So good job for that. Don't quit uh, med school, NFY. <laughs> Keep going. You operate on the cadavers or whatever you psychopaths are doing over there. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for joining. That was funny. I see you have a dead fella. Uh, what what other NFTs do you own NFY before we move on? Uh, I own Cosmos, Dibbies, and a few other ETH NFTs. Not the best ones, but I'm I'm, I'm just uh, planning to buy a Moonbird real soon. Dude, everyone is selling Renga. By the way, Zeneca sold one of his Rengas. Yeah, they saw you buy a Zanga. Nick, are you what? Like, dude, uh, on this show, black boxes have gone from 2.25 to 3 ETH. And you where you bought at, which was above the floor, is now the floor. So, like, so there we go. Someone sells <laughs> this crazy concept, but when someone's selling, another person is, is buying. Um, and so, <laughs> You're kidding. Yeah. Me. Yeah, in order for someone to sell it, another person on the other side of the equation has to actually then buy into Ranga at the same time. I mm -hmm. mean, dude, roll down. This is 30 sales in 10 minutes on above one ETH at one and a half ETH. Yeah, there we that, go. Okay, so we're so we're projecting officially that this is going to 10 ETH. There you go. Uh, That's what what kicks it. I, I I've heard some smart money say they think maybe this flips Suzuki. You know, uh, it's a bold statement right now, but. Well, look, one thing I'll say is that I think Nick might be reading the comments that are in our Discord that are basically, you know, saying like Nick's the new Aoki and like people are basically trying to dunk it. They're like, oh, Nick bought the top. But it's like, meanwhile, where, like Kick said, where Nick bought above floor is now the floor and the volume's still going crazy. Uh, so I wouldn't panic too much, Nick. This one's looking like it's pretty decent. Whether Did you or not sell your bowl? Yeah, I sold the bowl. What what? <laughs> yeah, sold the bowl. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, did you buy the bowl? Yesterday. Okay, yeah. So, I, I so sold it looks the like bowl. I'm looks like I'm I'm down at this point. Um, Are you? The bowl's looking pretty good, man. It was worse like, stuff to buy than the bowl. It looks like I bought it literally at the top. Let's see here. I bought it at point seven three. That That's that might bought. be the top. I'll give you that one. That one was the top buy. Okay, so great. The now now I'm losing money on this is what the heck? You're fine. You got you the manga. You know what's painful, man? I had three ETH of black boxes at uh at like point four five. It's like twenty five ETH now. <laughs> yeah, I sold three black boxes for break even, and I think it would be a ten thousand dollar gain right now. I didn't need that ten thousand bucks. That wouldn't pay. Oh, no, we're fine. All of 
Yeah. What, hey, Pio, we're keeping our feet chopping. What? Right? We're why keeping you, our feet chopping. Why are you selling the Bulls, though? I don't understand. Yesterday, we, we were raving about how great these Bulls are, and now you just turn your back on the thesis right away because you're up, like, 0.1 ETH. Like, what's going on? I got Renga now. I don't need the ball. <laughs> Nick, okay. let the guy trade. Let the guy trade. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, got, I, I got Renga, dude. I don't need the ball. It's, it's like, look, guys, I've developed a thesis. Like, we walked, you you just ape in, and now you're just selling the thing up 0.1 ETH. You're, you're like Franklin over here trying to sell, make 0.05 on each trade. This is ridiculous. I'm getting rich, and I got Ranga, so I'm good. Um, ladies and gentlemen, reminder, we're going to be diving into our sponsor in about 15 minutes. Retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Metropolis World for a chance to win. It's going to be a good one. Stick around till the end of the show when we draw winners. Uh, I'd like to hear from someone a little bit more sensible, a.k.a. Spencer, who uh, hasn't been around for the past couple of days on the show. I'd love to know what you make of all this action. Do you have any Rangas or Mystery Bulls, Spencer? Are you stay, uh, staying away? No, I don't know. I, I I could be convinced to ape, but I, I try to not buy products that are up so much like and try and swing trade them because I like my thesis recently has been like the the pumps are pretty short lived and I'd rather wait for something to go back down after its initial pump and buy it then. And so if you look like a really good trade recently was um Digi Daigaku went down to like they were trading at like six ETH for a period of time. They're back up to something like eight or nine. But like if you if you're looking at something that's pumping, like it's not clear to me where the pump will stop. Um, but once that pump stops and it comes back down, then you've got a lot more like information to trade on. So that's kind of where I'm looking at at these. I'm I think I'm impressed. It's ripped beyond my wildest belief of where it could go, and I think it very well could keep ripping. It could even flip Azuki, but I just don't know. It could this could be the Pico top, especially because Nick bought. So I'm gonna <laughs> wait this one out for a little bit, but. It, it's doing really well. The art's dope. It's not going to fail because the art wasn't good enough. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Uh, I'd be curious. So, like, for the boxes, the thing that I just sold that Nick still has, uh, that one has A16 Z, uh, backing, A16Z backing, I think, right? Because Zed Run has A16Z backing. So is that does that interest you at all, Spencer? Well, you guys on the show know I'm a huge A16Z bolt. I gotta look a little bit more into the connection there, um, but Z I'm not a huge Zed Run bull because I've just never gotten into that project. So I don't know. I I I'd love to talk more knowledgeably on it, but this is just not my most knowledgeable area right now. Okay. Well, I brought Mike on stage. I know he knows a thing or two about Zed Run, but first I want to hear from Signal. Signal, what's going on? No, I should say like on um, going into the weekend, uh, the Renga volume uh, could be quite interesting because there's not a um, a huge amount of sort of high profile projects everyone is talking about so we could see more attention going there but what i would say on the flip side of that is because there's not a huge amount um going on on eth right now and sort of in the the the, the hot projects i think now's the time to be looking at collections which are coming out later in the year and accumulating those nfts because the attention is not there the price is undervalued and if you're just a little bit patient and hold on, on and uh, and hold on, on to those nfts there is going to be a pump on them that like that is for sure 
um, it's quite clear at the moment that Seoul has the Seoul has most of the attention, and so that means prices are down on ETH. So that would be my strategy if you're looking to uh, buy some stuff this weekend. Look ahead, think about what's coming up, and accumulate any N- NFTs you might need for those up and coming collections. Can you give an example? Uh, yeah. Can I give a Monday because I need to buy mine? <laughs> oh, wow. Signal doesn't want anyone front. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that. It, I, I, yeah, OPO, you're putting me on the spot. I really don't like to be that person, but there's one project that I really want to buy um, this weekend. So I will give it on Monday, I promise. But I just want to get my, um, my NFTs in. Wow, very exciting for uh, excited for Monday. Anytime Signal is accumulating a position, I need to hear about it. That's really fun. Looking forward to Monday. Uh, we will respect Signal taking a position before communicating about the project. Micah G, you have your hand raised. What's up, buddy? Well, uh, not too much, although yesterday was a wild day. I think Easy, uh, if he hasn't bragged about it already, made like $10,000 on Solana. But um, on the note... <laughs> Yeah, it was insane. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing over there. But uh, um, on the note of like Zed Run, I'm kind of confused why a team that built their first game on Polygon decided to launch this new thing on Ethereum. Like, I don't know if that's more eyeballs or you know, like from a gaming perspective. And Kicks would know this. Like, you know, having those transaction fees for a game just doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, I know it's slow on Ethereum right now, so I don't know if that made them feel more comfortable with it. But uh, that was kind of a weird play. But the other thing is, like, just having seen Solana, like, it just feels more realistic that people are willing to try to play around with stuff that starts at a dollar and can potentially go a lot higher than it is somebody buying something for, like, $400 and seeing it go to 1200 So, like, it does feel like Ethereum's still kind of the rich man's game, and if we're going to get new people in here, they're going to see stuff like the, the D. Wade collection from yesterday that you could mint for $15 and I think it was up to like 800 or something. So, uh, so um, yeah, just, I, think, I think it's still a point of like, if you're going to be entering the NFT ecosystem, I don't know that there's much on Ethereum I'd, I'd see people getting into. I think people, although you see the eye-popping numbers when people gain on like a Renga black box or something, like that's just not realistic because you still had to start with $800 of, of uh, you know, of input or like buying it. And I think it's much more realistic than people see a couple things that minted for 50 cents yesterday that went to $40. Um, I think we free minted something uh, like a whitelist pass and it was up to $30, $40 earlier today. Like that's more realistic to a user. So I think that's where adoption is going to have to come in. Yeah, I mean, we've been saying that Solana feels like it's growing way faster than Ethereum. It just it just does, you know. And then when you see a pump like this on Ranga, it's almost like everybody that's been trading Ethereum NFTs for the past year and a half just finally got something that they can be excited about. And that's why all the money's kind of it, it's accumulating to Ranga. But yeah, I agree with you. Like people want the trading game seems to exist on Solana. Do you have any thoughts on the mystery boxes uh, because of your Zed Run background? I mean, well, I don't think it's as much like Zed Run didn't have a ton of I guess they kind of had a gamble with like breeding. Um, but like we've seen this so many times now where like there's always going to be gamblers. So, of course, if you're smart enough to like just hold on to these boxes, like pretty much anything with a box, if you held it long enough and just didn't reveal it, eventually just goes up in price. So, uh, yeah, I think it's following the same thing we saw with 10KTF and those combat crates. And the same thing we've seen with a whole bunch of, like, 
anytime you have a gambling product, monolith, all those, you know, all those projects, I think it's just following the same thing. We can't get away from being degenerate gamblers. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Easy. So you had a monster, monster day yesterday, huh? Yeah, it was definitely a good one. Can't really complain too much. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm having some fun this morning with some of these low supply collections, catching some volume. I think I'm up 11 soul at the moment uh, on this show. So Solana's thriving, man. Can't complain too much. And you're just looking at the volume and making trades based on that? Yeah, I mean, it's like volume and then what people are talking about in Discord, like a collaboration of the two. I'm not like, there's not many things I'm looking to hold a ton long term. I do want to get back into that Wade Pass and just kind of tuck one of those away and forget about it. It seems like it's a, a Southeast Asian market and one of those plays that they got a lot of good collaborations. We were talking about it on Solana Made Easy yesterday, and the project actually tagged me and shared the pair of Nikes that they had. So I was like, oh, shit, that Nike thing that we thought was a rumor looks like it may be more than that. Um, and they're just like this huge IP play where they're partnering with a bunch of real world IP. And I've just become increasingly bullish on like real world stuff, items, physicals, all that kind of stuff. Like my favorite project doodles has those figurines that a lot of people were really excited about surprisingly enough. So even stuff like that is really cool to me. So I'm starting to kind of play into some of that, especially for lower supply collections. And that Wade pass was a 2100 collection. Uh, and like kicks called out, it was a 0.5 mint that people were selling for 10x off the bat, and I still felt that was undervalued. So, kind of picking my spots. Uh, I'm not doing much like blue chip buying on Sol at the moment and holding some of those. I actually sold my bear for a loss. I think I sold, I lost like nine Sol on it. But uh, yeah, yesterday was awesome. It was just a crazy day in Solana. And can we go back to the easy actually convinced a project to let us trade their wetlist <laughs> when they weren't going to? And everyone yes, was so. making like like hundreds of dollars just off of easy, you know, basically forcing this project so to let us for, trade whoa, 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 their NFT. There was no force. Listen, so they listened to the show and they were like, hey, we're going to try something new because we were complaining about whitelist processes and whitelist grinding in Discord. So they launched it on what was called Launch My NFT, which is like this DGen launchpad. And they, they released 2,500 whitelists on a one wallet basis and you could multi-wallet it and get a bunch. So in the nifty, there was people that got anywhere from like 10 to 15 and I responded to them and was like, they were like, yeah, we're going to freeze it. So it's locked to the wallet until mint. And I was like, why not let the open market decide what fair value is like make them tradable. And I just publicly tweeted it at them and then they did it. And then they, they tagged me and were like, we listened to easy. We just did 1200 soul in volume on secondary off of our whitelist alone um and yeah i mean it, it was just a cool thing to see like it, yeah i made money off it so i'm not too mad it looks but... he's like a marvel artist i mean it doesn't look yeah, like a bad also a publicly traded company it's dolphin which is dlpn is the ticker publicly traded on the nasdaq so like it's not like some just rug random thing like see they seem pretty back dolphin also partnered with ftx shout out our sponsors and um it, it was seemed like pretty legit. So all in all, like it was just a crazy day, ton of stuff moving volume two on magic. Eden's been awesome. We're still sitting at like 122,000 uh, soul. And last time we maintained a hundred thousand was back in November. So seeing that type of volume is crazy. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to see, you know, so it feels like we're getting some legs, feels like all that youths volume that was cruising is, kind of sticking around unlike the last few times we've seen that volume. So I just been trying to find some opportunities like that to play into. Yeah. And so do you have exposure to this, the, the publicly traded company slash Marvel project at this point? 
I am holding two of the whitelist spots just to sit on. I did buy back in at 0.7 this morning um, just because I'm excited to kind of see it. A lot of people are really excited about the art. It does look good. And like Micah said, it's a, it's a Marvel artist. So it seems like they got a quality person kind of creating that and just kind of going to see where it goes. I don't think it mints for like another 10 days. So maybe we catch a little supply squeeze for the whitelist spots. There's also a 0% royalty on them. So it's a little bit easier to scalp in the smaller ranges. And you said it's 0.7 right now? Yep. Points so soul. realize that's yeah. like 28 bucks. So for Ethereum traders, just realize it's still essentially free. All right. I'm going to go yeah. buy that. I'm going to buy that too. Um, okay. And uh, I'll, I'll ping you easy to get. The, well, what's the name of it? Creature Chronicle is what the project's <laughs> called. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Creature Chronicle. Uh, Spencer, you raised your hand. And then we're going to, in just a minute, dive into our sponsor. Today's show's sponsor is Metropolis World. But Spencer, uh, you raised your hand. What's going on? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I saw when Easy was talking about this yesterday that it was a 0% fee on the whitelist spots. And I thought that was um, pretty interesting to me because they did so much volume. Like, we always talk about, oh, like, product should or shouldn't have um, fees. But I really liked the 0% fee on this. Also, Easy, is it is it a, is it a free mint or is it like this is a whitelist spot that then lets you pay additionally to mint? Yeah, I think there is a cost to mint. Because like this might be a really cool strategy to price what you should price the mint at, right? Like, yeah, I also really liked it too because when you looked at it, like this gives you as a project an understanding of what the what the market interest is in your project. If you're getting a lot of volume on the whitelist allocation, especially going into mint, then there's clearly a demand for your project. So like, I think that there's other value adds to this, and it, I mean, like, it was just cool to see someone listen to the show and then make an immediate action and be like, hey, we're trying something new. Let's see how it works. Like it, it could have flopped and they were just like, yeah, we're totally cool if it flops. We're just going to try something different than like the traditional collaborations from discords and whitelist discord grind meta. Yeah. And just uh, to clarify for everybody, and I'll throw to Bell in a minute. Very excited to have Bell on stage. Uh, just to clarify for everybody, this is a Web3 business, right? This isn't like an individual artist because a lot of times when you hear the royalty conversation, they're like, you're trying to screw over starving artists. And it's like, no, no one is trying to screw over individual starving artists that are doing one of one art or selling their art via NFT technology. This is a Web3 business. It's a totally different animal. Go ahead, Easy. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's a, it's a Web2 company that's stepping into the Web3 space. So, like, they clearly have other avenues and revenue-generating streams that them doing this with the 0% royalty is purely, like, in my opinion, one, a good marketing move. Because all of last night, people were talking about the project, sharing the art, figuring out what exactly the project was. And I had not really heard much about this project up until last night. So, they, in my opinion, like, this was a big win for them because they just got free marketing off of this whitelist trading. They were number one volume on Magic Eden for, like, six hours last night. And that's like in your face right there. So it's it's just kind of a cool pivot from like what we traditionally see. Yeah. And again, no individual artists are getting screwed by that. So I just want to make sure we clarify that. Bell, uh, the host of the If You Know You Know show on Twitter Spaces uh, and valued member of the Nifty Portal community. What is going on? Yo, GM. So Renga is breaking my heart, man. I was super pumped to get a 2X on my little black box. And then, it, you know, of course, sold and um, it went all the way up to where it is right now. But the Arts of Season is trending right now. So if anybody's looking to get into the cheapest way into that ecosystem by Renga, um, that's a good option. Bring yeah, that. it's pumped so hard. I saw it at first at 0.15. Uh, I believe 
we go from summer to fall, September 22nd. So there's some speculation because it's the art of seasons. Yeah, there was an event when we went from spring to summer, June 22nd, and now uh, going into September 22nd. I don't know if I can chase this one here because I saw it at point fifteen. Oh, tough one, man. Renga is breaking my heart too. Uh, damn. Anything else in your sights, Bell? I keep looking at the bowls. I'm interested to get in just because it's such a small collection, but the price has been super volatile. I mean, I can't really put my finger on, you know, what a good entry price is, but I did put some offers in and hopefully I get one over the weekend now that all the focus is going on, on uh, Renga. Yeah, I, think I love the offer yeah. play there. Uh, I've been trying to get better at that too, for that exact reason that you said, Bell, especially on these low supply collections, since they're so volatile. You, you know, yeah, it's like impossible to be at your computer to like, you know, time the bottom. Um, so just being able to like, you know, put in an offer like, oh, OK, if these go down to 0. 0.5, I want to get in. Right. And then, you know, if, if it hits, it hits. For sure. Overnight and weekends tend to be my good ones for week offers. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, look, at the end of the day. The NFT market can rotate pretty quickly from project to project, so it is definitely hard uh, to figure out you know, what the best entry point is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to dive into our sponsored spot today, which is courtesy of Metropolis World. Uh, so we're going to be giving away three Metropolis World Passport NFTs later on in the show. So stick around until the end. Make sure that you retweet the tweet. Uh, that's pinned to the top and follow Metropolis World on Twitter. Uh, and yes, Rashid, uh, Rania, very excited to have you guys and to learn about Metropolis World. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you so much for having us. Um, great to be here. Yeah. Absolutely. Very excited to have you guys. Um, you know, so for people that are, you know, unfamiliar with Metropolis World, uh, you know, obviously it's a, a Web3 business focused on the metaverse. I'd love to hear a little bit about the project from your perspective, about the business from your perspective. Um, and people can check out the Twitter account, check out the website while we talk about this, too. Yeah, absolutely. So um, with Metropolis World, we are building the capital cities of the metaverse. Uh, we're backed by Outlier Ventures, Max Stealth, uh, and along with a few other VCs. And we're creating six unique cities, each with their own elemental power. And every single property, if you go to the website, you'll see is a bespoke one-of-one -one dynamic NFT. Every single property has its own lore, characters, and, and really from day one, we're all about the moment you enter our ecosystem, it's rich, it's curated, there's content, there's mythology. Um, you know, every uh, property has its own sort of gamification elements. Uh, we also have a really cool, vibrant community. So we've been bringing on board uh, founding citizens um, such as Mike Shinoda, Steve Aoki, The Hundreds, Fuck Render, G Money, these are just a few. And we're also really focused on the digi physical play with our Infinite Bazaar, which maybe Rashid, you want to speak a little bit about. Yeah, totally. So, as, yeah, as Rania said, we've really made an effort 
bring in some good partners to contribute to the world. We're actually wrapped by WME, which is like the largest entertainment agency in the world. We've done a deal with Time Out. They're doing like what's on in our city. And we're going to be dropping a ton of digi-physical items to people constantly so that if you're a holder of one of our passports, you're part of the world, you can use our soft clay currency to constantly get real-world goods that can be used in the in the real world as well as in our metaverse. So it's a big vision project and you know we're really pumped we sold out last last week our first drop in, in under three hours you know people were saying not to go out out in this bear market but we went for it and it was a very successful drop um and you know really really pumped to be here awesome and yeah obviously you had the successful drop 234 eth in volume traded in just about a week it looks like your your unique ownership is approaching 50 percent so can you talk a little bit more about this like uh, fizzy digital angle that you're talking about it almost sounds relatively similar to what we were discussing before with easy uh about this kind of this trend that's happening on solana i'd love to hear a little bit about that yeah totally so as an example let's say you have a supreme metropolis um drop in our ecosystem you'll have the real world t-shirt delivered to your home and then a virtual one that your avatar can wear and our avatar collections are all customizable so you you know it gets revealed but then you can go to our marketplace and purchase accessories and different clothing and start to change your avatar and with our property nfts they started these as these beautiful artworks but they're stackable so that they can own furniture and items and media and content so you can collect nfts within your property and then that translate translates into the actual metaverse experience so uh you know we believe it's about building a, a it's like a real city you know you have to have the commerce the experiences all these different elements have to come together to make it something that is worth being in unlike maybe a sandbox or a decentraland where you're buying like an empty lot of land yeah and just to jump in our background is actually comes from world building but also creating immersive interactive experiences so even um with our artwork and the properties we want to have the ability where you can actually see the the city painting in an actual gallery as well as experience it digitally and uh you know one of our investors is um he's the chairman of the tate uh in england so you know we're really looking at how can people experience in an immersive way what we're building virtually with metropolis world it's awesome. And it sounds like you guys already have, you know, the kind of the partnerships in place. And uh, if I recall correctly, you're also venture funded, correct? Yeah, totally. So we have the Outlier Ventures. We went through their accelerator program, which is just so useful to really you know, build the Web3 ecosystem. We have the founders of Virgin Gaming, Chairman of the Tate and a few other VCs on board, um, which has just been really helpful because they're great advisors and have helped us really build this out in a proper way. Maybe this is a weird question to ask because it's at the foundation of what you do. And we're doing the same as well. I think of like, we've been discussing dynamic NFTs. And I, well, actually, maybe one obvious question is, is you were talking about like, if you have something in the physical that also is uh, essentially mirrored in the digital, is there like a PFP or something? Like, wh where do you place these different items? Yeah, completely. So for like, let's take a clothing example, you know, let's say you have that Supreme Metropolis t-shirt, you can then place that on your avatar. And it's, it's an NFT layer in itself. So your avatar is made of like multiple NFTs, essentially. And then with your property, once you go inside, let's say fuck render has his property, and he wants to do an art exhibition in there, he can actually house NFTs within that ecosystem. And we're, we're building on Unreal Engine. So we're really going for that very Fortnite level kind of graphic 
and kind of taking it to the next level on that side too. It's really important to us to have that kind of high level graphic. Oh, so you're actually building this like virtual world. So you're building a metaverse or whatever you want to call it um, yourselves actually as part of this project. Cause I, I was trying to figure out like, so you're saying when this launches uh, in terms of the world that you're building, you'll have an avatar because you own this pass. Is that correct? So the passport's like your access to the world. And if you go to our website now, we've done it in a way that even though it's just a website, it feels interactive, like it knows your time zone and the weather changes and the time of the day changes. And it's a whole kind of experience. So we, we started with that and then we're building that that essentially in Unreal Engine as the next phase. And then if you own a property or an avatar, which are up upcoming drops, you can utilize those in the world in, on multiple levels, whether it's in the metaverse level of Unreal Engine or it's like going to a partner's gallery or brand store or through the website and just the digi-physical market so that you can kind of access it across different levels depending on what you what your preference is as a user. So yeah, the but, question... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. It's fine. I, I was going to say... One thing that it leads me to sort of wonder about is the, like, we're all building this crossover of uh, physical and digital. And I mean, it's not clear how that's going to materialize, but the sort of, uh, the cynic uh, would say, um, like, am I just buying two of everything now? Like, wh what's this future world that I live in where I now have, like, everything fully replicated? Um, and, I, you know, I've, I say this as someone who's been, buying, investing, and developing things that are directionally, like, in that direction. But it's more of one that I'm just wondering about, like, what's the end state of this all look like when we have this combination of physical and digital? Or is the idea here that digital is what you lead with, physical is more like merch? Like, is that is that how yeah. you're kind of thinking about it? No, we're looking at it a little bit more 360, a little bit more kind of holistically, where it's not that everything's being replicated. It's that you can portal into this world that we're building, VI, you know, virtually, or you can go experience it at a concert. So like our founding citizens, you know, there are a lot of them are musicians, famous DJs. So you can use your Metropolis passport and actually go to a physical concert. So we really believe that what we're building and, and the way the metaverse should work is that we're not replacing your physical real world, because obviously that's not the case. We're bridging the two and we're making them complementary, and we're allowing different ways by the way we're building and layering this ecosystem, different ways for people to access um, our ecosystem, our community, our IP, etc. So I, I, I absolutely, uh, I'm on your website. I absolutely love your art style, how the cities like stack. I think that's, that's so cool. And I, I've been clicking around on them. So I, I, I clicked on Bored Elon's observatory. So that's, that's Bored Elon, the, the Twitter uh, yeah. person. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So, uh, so if I'm trying to get into this, is it? Do I need to get a passport? Is that the first step? Yeah, you need a passport, um, and that then unlocks your gamer profile. And when you get that, then you you can actually raffle, put a raffle towards any of those properties uh, that are available to mint. 
That's awesome. Well, you'll find me in Casino di Celestia. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so uh, well, I'll throw to Micah in a second. I'm sure Micah has a good question. Reminder, everyone, we're giving away three of these passports that Kix just mentioned. Uh, in just a few minutes, retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Metropolis World for a chance to win. You have to be listening to the show to actually win. Um, and before I throw to Micah, Rania, so Bored Elon is, is someone that uh, you know has a, a property here in Metropolis World. Uh, I think you mentioned fuck render does too uh does g money as well am i remembering that yep. correctly we've got g money blondish i mean we have over 70 we call them founding citizens and when we started building out the city we really wanted to bring on board you know kind of change makers thought leaders across crypto music entertainment sports so um within that city you'll see a couple of these properties are bespoke uh to our founding citizens Awesome. Mikey, you have your hand raised a question? Yeah, I mean, kind of, uh, I think I had the same idea as Kix did. And first off, that website is super impressive. So uh, congrats on that. Um, but I guess coming, coming at it from somebody like if I'm buying into this ecosystem, it sounds like the passport gets me uh, access to like a, being a person in this village. But I do think like, obviously, the coolest thing that I'm seeing out of here is these properties so it sounds like you guys have plans to like add additional properties. Does that mean that people that say lose this first raffle but have this passport NFT, um, when you guys are creating new cities, does that increase their chances of getting one eventually? Because like the last thing I want to do in this is be a citizen but also be homeless. So like uh, just a, a better idea of like what translates to how do you get property? How do you like get into this if you do lose the raffle? Um, you know, like, like, is there expansion plans for eventually all of these Genesis holders, these uh, passport holders having a place in that ecosystem? It's a great question. Um, yeah, so actually for City 2, even though we have, this is the first time we're announcing this, um, so some alpha, we, we're going to make sure that every Genesis holder um, can get a property, essentially, because we felt like, you know, people believed in us in this early day, they've, they've invested in the project and come in, and we wanted to make sure that everyone's getting a property. So City 2 will be 5,000 uh, properties, essentially. And if you have, a, if you're a Genesis holder, you get one. And then you, you each passport will either have a citizen or nomad uh, whitelist spot, because we have these two different kinds of P PFP collections that we'll be launching as well. And those are the kind of characters and avatars that can be used in the world. And then finally, the passports are where you earn our currency, soft clay. So you start to build up this currency with the passport on your gamer profile, and you can use that in the digi-physical marketplace and for other different things in the world. Yeah, and also, Rashid, um, we should mention the win chances. So if you don't win... Um... You know, in this one, you, it's also you, the value of your passport increases, you, you know, with in terms of getting allotment to future city properties as well. And we have six cities that we're building. So this is the city of air that we're launching with. But we've got space, pixel, water, earth, fire. So different themed um, cities that will be coming out. Awesome. And so I'm going to start drawing the winners in just a minute. So ladies and gentlemen, this is your last chance to retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Metropolis World for a chance to win one of these passports. Uh, you know, sounds like there's future benefits for them. Uh, like I mentioned before, unique ownership approaching 50%, 234 ETH of volume traded in just a week and a 0.12 ETH floor price right now. Um, 
Yeah, Nick, Nick, go ahead. If I buy one of these passes right now, what what's the distinction? Like, why should I buy air versus water, earth, fire, like what, pixel? Like, what's the difference between those? Rashid, you want to go? For, right now, there's no difference today. So they're randomized in terms of um, uh, what you get. But down the line, they're going to be special districts. So if you have an air passport, so in City 2, there's going to be certain regions that only people with that passport can mint those properties. Or if you have an earth passport. And then also, um, as we're building uh, the cities, there'll be sort of access points. So if you have an earth passport you'll be able to sort of have access to certain accessories or um, goods or experiences so uh, this will come into play um, you know further as we're building awesome and, and you know if you guys could share a little bit about your backgrounds I think people are always curious what backgrounds the founders of you know different web3 businesses come from I think that'd be helpful as well Sure. Oh, I guess I'll go <laughs> go first. Uh, my background is a filmmaker. Um, I made a couple of movies, one on Gaddafi's female bodyguards back in the day, and then uh, films that are sort of, were sort of stylized, um, kind of genre bending. And then I got into creating uh, immersive, interactive experiences. I did one called Pips Island that opened in Times Square and spent like a good seven years really exploring how do you take people on a hero's journey. And it was funny because back then we were talking about multiverses and um, launching first in the physical space so that people could come in and go through a tactile environment uh, and meet actors and there were games and puppets and, and all kinds of things. And then from there, launching into sort of other content like graphic novels. So for me, I mean, I've been world building for like 15 years, love, love it. And I love creating, you know, environments that people can explore from the ground up. Totally. And I'm, my background is in music. I'm a music producer assigned to a lot of the big labels in like the house music industry. Uh, very interested in audiovisual installations and just how you bring music and art together. And fun fact, me and Rania are brother and sister as well as co-founders. So always good to work with the family. Well, family business. That's very cool. I also yeah, I worked with my family for like four or five years. Uh, it's special. It's truly special. Uh, yeah. I mean you can say that. Uh, definitely some special experiences. I worked with uh, someone in, that I was in a relationship, a relationship with, and that absolutely ruined our relationship. But uh, <laughs> okay. you know, for, it varies depending, you know, from person to person. Uh, I have seen the founders of there was a Facebook app back in the day, Wildfire, um, and they sold uh, for a massive success. And they were they were a married couple. I don't know if they're creating the the next business together, but anyways. It can work. You, you're doing okay, Nick? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Okay, so uh, that's the current situation. Thanks for asking. Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, I've extended invites to people to come and speak on stage. Those are our winners. So uh, if you see a request from me to speak, a request to you, accept the request and come on stage, and you will be crowned uh, one of the three winners. I've extended four invites, so the first three to join will be the winners. Uh, if they don't join in the next you know, 30, 30 seconds or a minute, then we will redraw. But uh, if you're listening right now, check if I sent you a request 
to speak and come on stage uh, if I did. Um, and anyway, so I love that the two of you have creative backgrounds. I didn't know that it was a family business. That's so cool. But I love the creative backgrounds. And I mean, obviously, this is a, a big example to give, but like, two of the four founders of Board Ape Yacht Club come from a writing background. And obviously that sort of, that that creative background clearly lends itself to be very strong for the NFT space uh, if you combine it with a technical background. So obviously you two handle the creative side, both on on music and on, you know, story and filmmaking uh, it would be my assumption. What about, you know, the other founders and the other people involved in the business? Totally. So we have a great CTO um, whose background was in AI and got into Web3. So, I mean, just it's been great working with him and building out these quite advanced smart contracts with this dynamic element. Um, you know, we built out a really strong team. We we both have backgrounds like with Rania's Pips Island business. I mean, it raised over $20 million and was very successful. I also had a technology business out of university that raised a lot of cash and you know we scaled that to around 100 people and so we've had we've had the like the business piece and we've and the creative piece and you know learned over the years and I, we just kind of came together for this and it's just been such an amazing journey and going through the outlier ventures accelerator also was so helpful i mean it really allowed us to have some add the discipline and learn about what was really needed to make sure that everything's on track in this you know very fast moving space so um, it's been it's been really an amazing uh, you know six six to eight months. Yeah, it sounds like it. And so, okay, this is six to eight months in the making. You guys went through an accelerator. Obviously, we talked about the fact that your venture funded. Could you talk about that journey? You know, the reason I bring it up is because I, I try to give a lot of context for people in the NFT space about, you know, the difference between like a Web3 business. And that's what we're, we're seeing more and more these days, right? Someone that has been building for six to eight months, like you just talked about, secured venture funding, went through a startup accelerator, uh, releases, you know, drops their their launch during a bear market still sells out, has partnerships, has a plan. Um, these are like, that's a lot different than like a quote unquote NFT project. So I'd love to hear more about like the journey from the beginning to now. Yeah, completely. I mean, for it's, it kind of started by looking at a lot of the NFT projects last year when the market was really pumping. I was buying a ton of that stuff and jumping in the discords. And, you know, I, I felt that the market was maybe missing something that's more of just a full-blown, you know, it's not just, as you said, an NFT project that kind of comes and goes with the cycles. We wanted to kind of build something that from a quality level just steps up, but is holistically ultimately a business and that, you know, your holders grow with you and they're like, they're, they're investors essentially in, in that journey as well as collectors. So um, we, we just got connected somehow to Outlier, actually. That was our first kind of big, moment and then going through that accelerator we started to meet all these mentors and different people in the space and that kind of provided us with what we needed to to build this out but yeah as you said absolutely like we have it's having investors and doing it the right way means you don't have to be as reliant on the drops and it allows you to kind of build no matter what's happening in the market and really take that longer term view while still having these you know short-term milestones so we have this kind yeah. of short-term how do you provide value and then long-term big vision and like how that comes together yeah, and we're building kind of iteratively. Um, we've learned in the past, you know, it's good not to just go out and spend a ton of cash trying to do everything at once. So, like, even with the website that you see, we we wanted to have the lore in place and, like, the stories and the content and the right partners um, uh, there before 
suddenly going into Unreal Engine because what's the point of building if you've got nothing, no content or no juice? So we, we're really, you know, taking that step by step um, to, to really execute a very big vision. Yeah, I can tell. And the people that are that maybe don't have the juice are the eight different people that I've invited to the stage right now as the winners. People are asleep at the wheel this morning, ladies and gentlemen. If you have an invite from me and you're listening to the show, come on stage. I'm about to do another batch because uh, we've got eight winners that are not accepting the invite. Uh, just yeah. just toss those over to me. I already got five of them, so just give me up to eight. And let's just I, call I was about eight. to say, Micah didn't even wait for the giveaway. He just he just bought five. He's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting in on this. I bought Sweet. one also. Oh, we got the 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 uh you know the speakers sweeping the floor. Um, I'm gonna name a few names here in case people are like taking a shower or something. Uh, but I don't want to hear that you won if you didn't come on stage after the fact. But tutor.eth, that's the number two T O R dot ETH. Uh Chucho, that's G J C R A twenty two. Uh at, that's their Twitter handle. King dot soul. Uh that is another winner. Dealer, that's underscore dealership. Uh, Uzi, that's Uzi underscore ETH. I've requested all of you guys come to the stage to accept uh, your win. Um, and so, yeah, okay, I think maybe one person just accepted. Yeah, Chucho, you were asleep at the wheel, but you made it, buddy. We Oh, dealer, a dealer was asleep at the wheel too, but he's here now. We can need one more winner, and then we'll have our, our theme music, and we'll hear from the winners. So if I shouted your name out, uh, take a look because I've given you an invite. I also see a lot of people asking to speak. It's not. It doesn't work that easy, buddy. Um and I did see King Kel. There we go. All righty. We got our winners, ladies and gentlemen. Very cool stuff. Uh, does Nick, anybody, does anyone have a closing question for the Metropolis World team while I prepare the music and we hear from our winners? Oh, I got one. I mean, I already bought I already bought this, so it's too late. But what does win chances mean? <laughs> <laughs> so the win chances, if, if for any reason you don't get a property in City 1, even though you, you, you get one in City 2, your, your win chances increase over the, all the different cities. The idea there is that your passport becomes more valuable in a cruise, even if you don't get a winning spot in the first city. So it's a way that the passport has a lot of these dynamic elements so that it keeps accruing value, essentially. Okay, Perfect. so higher, higher win chances, the better. Um, well, in that, if, if you don't, if you win a property in City One, then your win chances don't go up. So that's probably the best uh, outcome. If you don't win, your win chances for the next city go up. Okay, but like I bought one that has eleven win chances. Is that good? That's or did very I lose good. money. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's, that's really. I mean, whoever's that's yeah, that's really really good. The core of the question is like, did the thing I buy is that good? Yeah, uh, did I did I lose a lot of money right now? Or that, like... that's a great buy. Great buy. Uh, that's a great buy. Well, we got uh, some great winners on stage. So we got Uzi, Dealer, and Chucho. Uh, everybody at the same time, how do you feel now that you won a Metropolis World Passport? Let's fucking it's go. It's to the weekend. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is amazing, to be honest. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm going to DM the three of you, uh, and if you can respond with your Ethereum addresses, we will uh, get that over to the Metropolis World team, and they will dish out your prizes uh, to Rashid and Rania. Thank you so much for joining us. Any closing thoughts for the audience? Anything that they should know about Metropolis World? 
just wanted to say thank you so much for having us. You know, we, we love your show. We're big fans. Um, so great to be on here. Maybe a small alpha. We actually were doing now a property this week for, uh, for Zeneca, for Zen Academy. So that's going to show up on the website in the next week. Um, other than that, really, thank you so much for the amazing questions and having us. Yeah. Where, yeah, where's our property? <laughs> we're, huh? we're getting one, Nick. Let's we're getting do one, buddy. Yeah, Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> Don't worry. I knew that was it. like this show. This is like Nick's not my family, but it's kind of like we're married. And I one thousand percent knew that was coming. I almost front run it. I almost was like Nick before you say that. Don't worry, we're getting one. <laughs> uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, check out Metropolis World on OpenSea. Um, you can buy on the secondary right now. We're about a week after a successful launch. Almost uh, two hundred and fifty ETH of volume traded. Some consistent volume. Uh, Micah and Nick are now owners of the project too. Uh, really exciting stuff. And and you guys mentioned that Mike Shinoda is is in the mix, huh? We've got Mike Shinoda, Steve Aoki. Um, we've got Deadfellas, uh, Rashid. I'm blanking on everyone we yeah. have. <laughs> a ton of, a ton of great, great, great founding citizens. You guys, most importantly. Hey, the Aoki play was smart because then he can't buy in. You know, he can't. So that's, <laughs> that's bullish. <laughs> that's just a little... Exactly. A little <laughs> NFT yeah, trader started with an joke. NFT. Started with an NFT so that he can't buy in. <laughs> Little NFT trader joke, ladies and gentlemen. Well, today's sponsor was Metropolis World, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show. Congratulations to our winners. Make sure you check out Metropolis World, a Web3 business, venture funded, six to eight months in the works, ton of partnerships, launched during a bear market, sold out. Come on now, guys. This is some real stuff. Here's a little Mike Shinoda uh, to close out the show. We will catch you guys next time, next week. Last show of the week. Thanks, everyone.